Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Good afternoon, White Sox Weekly on the air. And we'll have Carmen Harry, the beat, coming up at 5 o'clock with you till 7. Hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon. My name is Mark Carmen. Curtis Koch is our new producer on White Sox Weekly. Curtis, welcome to the program. You're not Dan Long. We miss Dan Long, and we love you all at the same time. It's possible. It is possible, and thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me join the group. Harry Tynowitz is eating a cookie, uh, but uh, still ready to talk to me. Carm, it's great to see you. I'm, uh, you know, we both prepare our show uh, in different ways, and uh, it is great to be here on the air with you on National Pizza Day. And uh, Machado wants $300 million. Carm, I know you've got the inside information. Um, what do you think? Are the well, Sox going to give him $300 mil, though? Well, the news today is very unsettling. There's a word. Uh, the New York Yankees apparently are in the mix. Jim Duquette, who's been around baseball forever, now with MLB Network Radio and does a show on Sirius XM. He is reporting that the New York Yankees are making an offer to Machado somewhere in the seven to eight year range, around two hundred and twenty million. He thinks uh, Duquette thinks that the Yankees can offer a little bit less because Machado has always wanted to play there, which has been the rumor, and that Machado's wife would love to be in New York as well. So nothing is done until things are done in this world. Everybody knows that. But this is not the news that you really wanted as far as Manny Machado is concerned. $220 million in New York is not as cool as $175 million in Chicago. <laughs> well, and the Sox offer has been reported from anywhere from 175 to 210 and no right. one's been in the room, and we really don't know at least I, can, I don't know exactly what the White Sox offer has been. So I've seen 175 up to 210, and the Sox could go up further than that if they wanted to, obviously. Jerry Reinsdorf has said that he doesn't want to get in a bidding war, which to me makes sense. If Manny Machado wants to be a New York Yankee, let him go to New York and be a New York Yankee. If he wants to come to Chicago and be a White Sox, the offer's been on the table. Clearly he's been waiting for something, and maybe it's this Yankees offer. Who knows? Well, you know, Harper and uh, Machado, even though the free agency is going extremely slow this year, it's, it's, I can't remember a season that's been like this, they both seem to want the other guy to move first, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, most uh, cops will tell you, 
whoever, you know, most negotiators will tell you, whoever moves first loses. Yeah, and, you know, Jeff Passan, who does a great job covering the game, uh, he was with Yahoo forever, now he's with ESPN. Is, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's writing, uh, you know, he wrote it on this, the 97th day of free agency. Well, now we're at the 99th day of free agency, February the 9th, and mm-hmm. pitchers and catchers are reporting uh, in, t- in two days. The Sox are going to be there on Tuesday. How about it? So, you know, this is a huge blight for baseball. A blight? Is that a good word? No, it's a great word. I thought it was a good word right there. Blight. Mm-hmm. Light did, you, did you have Light Bright as a kid? I I did have Light Bright as a kid. It was so much fun. Light Bright was a solid game. Mm-hmm. Playing in the dark. You'd, for people who don't know Light Bright, you'd, you'd stick these little, like... Pegs? Pegs. That would illuminate. That would illuminate into the board. Curtis, you familiar with a Light Bright? I am. And actually, when I was a kid, they still had that going around. Um, it wasn't as popular, but I remember them being different colors, and you could... Right, and they would have they would have like um, designs and stuff. So yeah. you know, you could get like a Sox logo design, or you could get like um, you know a uh, sunshine or whatever. Yeah, Harry, Harry, your son Reggie is here today. He has not uh, perked up his head on Light Bright, so I'm assuming that you never. T- oh no, now he's giving me the thumbs up. So maybe he has played some Light Bright in his life. Reggie's had some Light Bright. He just prefers anything that's on a screen. Yeah. To uh, you know, games that we had when we were growing up. Well, that's uh, the standard child he, nowadays. He just and confirm with me that he has played with light bright. Okay, very cool, very cool. I I love you bringing bringing your son to the show, Harry. Well, WGN's about family. It and is. Carm, it won't be long. You know, you're Settle you're down. engaged. You're you're getting married soon. Let's not go crazy. And it won't be long until you're bringing in your kids. Well, we will get to that on Carmen Harry today. That I have gone uh, venue shopping. Yes, and it, and is it Chuck E. Cheese or is it uh, Michaels on, in Highland Park? We're working on Chuck E. Cheese. We're we're thinking about per- Curtis. Curtis has Baskin Robbins in the pool. I like Great America as a venue. Why can't they? <laughs> Great do- America. Why can't they have Great America? You gonna get married on the Batman ride? Well, why can't you get married on the underneath the Batman ride? Well, I will tell you this: once you get married. Absolutely, keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. Thank you, thank you very much. That that's that's very good advice. Don Cooper, White Sox pitching coach, Coop. is going to be on the show today at four thirty-five, so we can. Oh, he's got some. He's got some loaded back end bullpen guys this year. He's got to be smiling. Yeah, and I want to ask him at least to start out about Lucas Giolito, who uh, spoke at Sox Fest, was talking to Chuck Garfine over at NBC Sports Chicago, who does a great job. Mm-hmm. Great job, and. You know, he just talked about riding the roller coaster, and he's looking for more consistency. And, you know, he had a major league high ERA last year, 6.13. You don't want to do that again. But I thought that despite that ERA, I thought Lucas overall had a pretty good season last year. I know some people say, I got to get him a good season. He has six years. I like like Chilito. When he's got that Bugs Bunny curveball working, he's pretty good. Yeah, talent's certainly there. So I'm I'm just curious what Coop will say as far as how to get him off to – Phenomenal start. Apparently, uh, either I'm losing large uh, quantities of of, of uh, long stranding black hair onto the onto, onto the Your table. Your girlfriend was just sitting there or, recording a podcast. You no, know, I think uh, well, I was this this this. I I think I'm picking up Amy Guth's hair right now. This could be an Amy Guth hair. These things happen. This is this is live radio. I think, co- I think it could be a weekly segment. Yeah, well, I, hey, I, I got I got a nice cut here, Harry. I He's noticed. To say something nice here. Look at I this noticed thing. right away, Carm. Didn't say a word to me. I, it was a- well because the show had already started. <laughs> oh, 
I walked. I walked by you. I've been. Uh-huh. I've been. I listen. I was booking a guest. Who, oh yeah, who'd you book? I booked the top pizza chef in New York. One of the top pizza chefs in New York, and one of the top pizza chefs in Chicago. We were gonna have the New York cop versus the Chicago cop at six oh five. It is National Pizza Day. Yes, it is. And uh, and all day long, we encourage you to let us know. Call us or text us. No matter what we're discussing. Text. What is your favorite pizza in Chicago? This will work better on text, please. Three one two nine eight. One seventy-two hundred. You can call as well, but we—I'd love to. We would love to see your favorite pizza. The uh, the toppings. We'll do. We'll, we'll yeah, do. Yeah. Where, where do you go? We'll do. A, and, and where do you go? We'll do a sort of an informal tally poll that Curtis was going to compile, and we'll announce our winners towards the end of the show today as to who got the uh, number one as far as location, and then the actual. The actual pizza itself, right? But I mean, it might just be that one, you know, a, a pizza place that we don't know gets one mention, and it sends us or it sends other listeners there. You know, if you're if you give us a Warrenville pizza place, I would think only you know people in Warrenville and that general Warrenville area would appreciate that place. Maybe they don't know about it, so we're going to turn people on. We want to turn, you know, your pizza into other people's pizza. I'll, I'll on that note, I'll give a shout out to Piero's Pizza, who, who located in beautiful Ravinia, where I did work as a delivery driver back in the day. I would like to personally apologize to all the people that I accidentally overcharged uh, for their pizzas when I was oh, very young no. and was making terrible decisions, and I still feel bad about this today. Did you ever, like, borrow a sausage from the pie and then re- reclose the box before you delivered it? You know that story, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I took a square from a, from a thin pizza. Now, you know, the sausage wouldn't be missed, right? You take a mushroom. That's not going to be missed. Yeah, you take a square... You're nailed. Like a whole uh, slice of, of pizza, of a square slice. I took a square, like right in the middle. I was hungry. I was driving there, and I figured that you know maybe they would think that the kid got to the pizza first and ate the square, and that and that mom wouldn't get confused. But of course, it did not work out that way. And they called up beautiful Piero's Pizza and said, <laughs> "Your delivery driver ate a square of our pizza," and the guy was like. No, he didn't. Nobody would ever do that. And nobody would be that dumb. Nobody would be ever be that inconsiderate slash stupid. And I walked in, and he's like, did you eat a piece of the pizza? I'm like, no, I didn't eat a piece of the pizza. And I don't know what these people are talking about. I'm like, exactly. Who would ever do that? Uh, so I apologize to uh, Pieros. And, um, yeah, I feel bad about that. That was, that was a poor choice. Mm-hmm. hope they, none of know, my family uh, is listening right now. I guess those people, that when they looked at their pizza, they didn't have a square to spare. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let the, let the delivery guy have a square. I, it would have been, you know, maybe I should have asked first, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, speaking, speaking of pizza, you, yeah. you, you know, experience a game this season from the Goose Island. That's the newest addition to Guaranteed Rate Field. This area in right field features a variety of seating options, including field-level views, group party areas, and individual seating, and access to pizza, delicious pizza at the uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. For more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit WhiteSox.com. You pick it with the pick 10 plan starting at $129 you have access to every game and every opponent at an affordable price visit whitesocks.com to pick your plan today 312-981-7200 if you want to talk about the Manny Machado rumors to the Yankees will you be extremely disappointed if Machado ends up going to the Yankees or the Padres or whoever Will this wreck your season before the season even starts? Or are you kind of like good old at the carm on Twitter? If he doesn't want to be here, that's cool. White Sox have tons of dough, million different ways you can go. 
I'm not going to sweat it like for literally a second. Next year we go fishing for some trout. We could go fishing for trout. We can extend guys. It gives you a lot of a lot of options. So look, if they if he comes here, great. If he doesn't, that's fine too. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And there are new rules coming to baseball. So we'll discuss some of those coming on back here. Don Cooper at 4:35. White Sox Weekly, 7:20 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Mark Carmen, Harry Tynowitz, Curtis Coke producing. Reggie supporting the program here. Son Reggie in the house. Great to be with you on a Saturday afternoon. There's news this week, Harry. Mm-hmm. The White Sox are going to hold a speed pitch competition for 100 fans. It's this coming Wednesday. I love it. This coming Wednesday. This is to celebrate pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training, which is super cool, right? Baseball season is here. Yeah. First 100 fans ages 18 and over, not under, 18 and over. That's right, Reggie Tinowitz. You are not eligible, buddy. You have to email uh, speedpitch, speedpitch at shysocks.com. They'll be able to test their arm for the chance to win a VIP trip for two to White Sox spring training in March. The contestant that throws the fastest pitch wins the grand prize, round-trip airfare from Chicago, two-night hotel stay, two uh, tickets to a Sox game at Camelback Ranch in Glendale um, You'll during mutually agreed-upon dates, so it sounds like you can maybe schedule it when you want to go. It's this coming Wednesday, weather permitting, 11.30 in the morning to 1.30 in the afternoon, Wednesday, February the 13th. Harry, I don't think you can win, but will you compete? Uh, I'm a knuckle curve guy. <laughs> you know, if they had like best off speed pitch, best dipsy doodle pitch. Do you think you could throw the uh, you th- th- throw it 30 miles an hour? I used to. The highest I ever hit yeah. was uh, 57. You hit a 57? I hit a 57. That's the highest I ever hit, and that's just you know. I mean, it's interesting I'm, that you remember 57. I'm a numbers guy, Carm. And also, there is a steak sauce, <laughs> so it's easy to remember when food is involved. But uh, I was with Mike Toomey, the very talented, probably the funniest person on television in Chicago, Mike Toomey from Channel 9 Morning Show, and we were in St. Louis doing stand-up together at Catch a Rising Jew, and we were at some carnival. Wait, what stand-up were you doing? At the club, Catch a Rising Jew, Catch a Rising Star. Catch a Rising Star. Right, I used to call it Catch a Rising Jew, or Catch a Rising Star of David. Um, but uh, I, I was really impressed with my 57, and then Toomey unleashed like 77. He was quite the athlete I'm, in his prime. I got to say, I'm shocked that you hit 57. So am I. But I, I hurt my shoulder in a uh, in a stunt accident. What? And uh, up the academy, I did my own stunt. And um, uh, of what academy? The See, because you're one of my best friends, you know that that was the movie that I starred in. Oh, of course, right. I've been in five movies, and that's the one I actually had a part in. The Academy? um, Mad Magazine presents Up the Academy. How come you never told me about this as as one of your best friends? I don't, because I don't go around telling people, hey, man, check out the movies. You do? My co-star in that movie was Ralph Macchio. What? And it's the first movie appearance of Robert Downey Jr. I spent two and a half months hanging with Robert Downey Jr. because his dad... Guess what his dad's name was? Bill. Genius. <laughs> Robert Downey Sr. Uh, uh, right. he, he was the director. Right. That's how that works. You could Google images 
images um, up the academy right now, and you'd see pictures of me and Ralph and me and uh, Robert. See, and... I got stuck on Ralph because you said Machio, and I always thought it was Ralph Machio. No, 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 it's Machio. It's Machio? Yes. Ralph Machio. Ralph Machio, of course, the Karate Kid. Who was uh, his girlfriend in the Karate Kid? Um, his girlfriend in the Karate Kid was... Elizabeth Shue? Uh, yes. She's, God, she's gorgeous. Right. That was like every kid... She's great in leaving Las Vegas. Literally every kid who's around my age, mm -hmm. mid-40s, growing up watching the Karate Kid, we all wanted to date Elizabeth Shue. The, and, and go to the spin and whatever and play right. miniature golf. The best, the best scene in Karate Kid is when he shows up at the Halloween party and he's worried that he's going to get beat up. So remember his costume? Yeah, he wore a shower. He wore a shower. He's in a tub with a shower curtain all around him. It's coming around. All right. Uh, hey, uh, yes. Coop's coming up here, so I want to be on time for Coop. We'll get into the rule changes for baseball a little bit later in the program that can carry over into Carmen Harry and yes. the beat after five Sox fans single game tickets go on sale Wednesday February 13th you can go over to guaranteed rate field get your tickets and then participate in the speed pitch contest if you want to get into that by the way one more time the email speed pitch at shysocks.com uh, join the White Sox for a season filled with great giveaways and more Low, lower level tickets start at just at just $20. $20. Twenty bucks for a nice lower level seat. How sweet is that? They're giving them away. Visit White Sox. How can they stay in business giving them away at $20 a ticket? It's a it's a beautiful thing. I don't know how they do it. Visit Next White... thing you know, they're going to pick a day every week and just sell hot dogs for a buck. Visit WhiteSox.com for more information. Hey, don't wait till then to watch the White Sox. Join us in Glendale, Arizona for White Sox spring training. Single game tickets for the 2019 Cactus League season at Camelback Ranch are on sale right now. Now, tickets start at just $10 per game with special promotions throughout the season. To purchase tickets online, visit whitesocks.com slash spring or camelbackranchbaseball.com. You can also call 1-800-905-3315. Coming up next, Coop. Coop. Coop will be here. We'll talk some pitching with the White Sox pitching coach coming up right after the 430 News on 720 WGN. Yeah. I was listening to this this morning. Yeah, right when I woke up. Yeah, Who's is this? This uh, is this Child Gambino? Child Gambino? This is Drake. It's Drake, Harry. I know you know Curtis. Thank you, Curtis. Well, I knew Tom, that. Listen, if it's not Tom Petty or Mark Knopfler or Bob right, Marley right. or the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, I, you know. I recognize the tune. I don't necessarily know the artist. I'm working on that, Harry, trying to become as current as I can be. Right. Well, you know, I would think you would love Drake because uh, you got a lot in common with him. You both love the NBA. You're both Jewish. You both started at the bottom, and and now your whole crew's here. Is that he's on that one too? Oh yeah, that's his tune. Oh yeah, I just want to have front row seats at an NBA game once, like Drake, just one time. How about the players talk to him? That I don't. That'd be cool too. But just, just one time. I just don't. I, I. I feel like I deserve a front row seat just one time. Just one time. We can hook that up. My friend Andy Berlin. Andy uh, Berlin. Andy, Andy Berlin has uh, two seats in the front row for every Bulls game. All right. Let's get Andy on the horn here. Hey, uh, we're waiting on Coop. Hopefully, he'll be with us. Coop. So we could dip into those MLB rule changes. One of them will be, uh, you know, something that I wanted to ask Don Cooper about, and that is, uh, there's they're talking about speeding up the game pace of play rule 
when you bring in a relief pitcher, he can no longer, again, they've got to vote on this, but the uh, proposal is that a relief pitcher must come into a game and face at least three batters. Yeah, I love it. And, and I, I hate it. See, I don't, and we were talking about this earlier in the week, and I, I was, I, why would Harry Tynowitz or anybody for that matter want to watch a game where, Okay, now here the manager comes out. Now he's taking out the pitcher. Now the pitcher is watching, walking off the mound. Now he's going into the dugout. Now here comes the reliever walking out of the bullpen all the way to the mound. Now he's going to throw seven warm-up pitches. Then he's going to face a batter. Maybe he'll throw one pitch. Maybe he'll have a, a long at bat. Then the manager is going to come back out of the dugout. We're going to have the long walk to the mound. Now the pitcher is going to walk off the mound. Then the other guy is going to walk in. For, someone, why would you want that? Someone agreed to marry you? <laughs> well, yeah, because they, they someone wants to move along their life and not sit at a baseball come, game for 10 come. hours. Every pitch is precious. Oh, stop. You never know. You never know which pitch will be the most important pitch of a baseball game. So? Okay, so one of my all-time favorite White Sox is Kelly Wunsch, who broke the record for most appearances right, as a pitcher in his rookie year, 2001. I think baseball is a thinking man's game, Okay thinking man's game unlike your nba so nba the players they, they decide what the play is the coach calls a play i hear the play it's mic'd up and then they, they they don't do what the coach just called why would you take a shot at the nba on a baseball reliever conversation that just seems completely out of bounds and unfair. they don't should they have more plays in the nhl maybe they should stop at you know well, every time they cross the blue line let's stop and have a conversation about what we're going to do and let's throw 17 <laughs> signs out there if and, you're off sides they'll stop uh, right if you're off sides they'll stop right by the way six in a row for the black Hawks. go hawks absolutely. okay look look here's all i'm saying okay in baseball, you create your team. You can have 12 pitchers on your roster. You can have 14 pitchers. You could have 11 pitchers on your roster. You could have whatever you want, right? So now here comes the game, and I give Tony La Russa credit for being the first guy, former White Sox skipper Tony La Russa, first guy to, like, specialize the left-handed reliever. And you've got guys like Danny Plesak. Danny Plesak ak, 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 would be a great guy to talk to on this topic. I believe that if you bring in a left-handed pitcher, to face a guy, you are forcing the other manager's hand. Now he either has to take the the worse end of the deal and have his lefty, who doesn't have as much a chance to get on board against your lefty, or he could take him out of the game and go with a right-handed stick. But now the manager and the other team knows, well, I've got two other guys. They're going to face this lefty. I think what's good about it is... How is that the least bit exciting? Like, that's just not... Because, because now every... Because, like, you know, you know, whatever happens, this guy's got to stay in the game for two more batters. Look, first of all, like, managers, they, they end up being robots and not human beings. Let's bring in the lefty because it's a lefty. Oh, now it's a righty, so now we got to bring in the righty. Even if the righty's going really well. Are you calling Ricky Renteria a robot? I'm, I'm not specifying anyone. You're saying, in general, managers are robots with the left-handed specialists. I'm saying sometimes when a reliever is going great and they take him out because the numbers say that you, that you got to bring in a lefty. I, here, listen, let's bring in Coop on this. Uh, White Sox pitching coach Don Coop. Cooper. Coop, we're having, we're having a little discussion here about, about uh, baseball perhaps changing to a reliever being forced to face three batters. Uh, and I'm saying that it, make, it will make the game move along a little bit faster. And and I just – I'm personally I'm, – I'm totally on board. I think relievers can get righties and lefties out, and it's a, it, it, 
it's I, I just think it's long term. It's not going to hurt the game. It, it can only help the game. I I think I'm somehow not. You're not going to be in agreement with me, uh, Harry. Maybe you and, will. And be. I, 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 Coop, I hate the rule. I think that baseball is a thinking man's game, and that you guys have designed your bullpen in such a way that you want the ability to bring in a pitcher, and if you desire to, take him out after the one batter. So, first of all, thanks a ton for making time for us on a Saturday. Second of all, where do you stand on this proposed rule change? Well, listen, I'll deal with any changes if and when it comes about. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a baseball traditionalist. All right. But, you know, I, I, I've always loved the game. And, uh, you know, it's, and that's with every rule they've had over the last, you know, I'm, I'm 63 years old. So for 63 years, I was fine with all the rules. They want to make rules. Now, I just heard you talking about, you know, the, the, the reliever for one inning total. I don't really go for that idea. You know, you know Jim Cott came up with a good idea. If you look at it, speed the game up, well, you know, make it a seven-inning game. You know, I kind of like the game the way it is. I, You know why? As a coach, once the game starts, I don't care what goes on as long as we win the game, and I don't care how long it takes to do it um that's just me but uh, i i i don't like that rule and you know i, I don't know I, I i'm not a big believer in making the game go faster i get it but they're talking about pitching coaches visits that you know there's many topics that are going to be out there they're talking about the dh which is probably the biggest topic and you know that's going to take some time and some talk and some you know and, and, and i'm talking about the, the owners and the players talking things out and, and get, I'm all for what's best for the game, uh, but again, I lean more to the traditional side than the new age, I'll call it. White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper with us here on White Sox Weekly 720 WGN. Coop, Coop let me give you my the one thing that I would like to do. If I, if I had one pick to speed up the game to make it more fan-friendly, particularly for the youth of America who like to be on Instagram for a minute and then go do something else and then look up and see the baseball game. What about just expanding the strike zone, period? So it's not this little teacup. I've said that for 100 years. Okay. You want the game to go quicker? Call more strikes. You know, But the motive is this. I think the motive is an offensive one. Yeah. You know, for, the, for you know, somebody that knows the game, that knows that every pitch, that every ground ball, every throw across the infield, every relay throw, every at bat, every ground ball, it, it, it all is all of that stuff that I just mentioned and more is critical in a game. And, and do you win or win or lose? You know, every everything's important. But the average fan wants to see home runs, the balls flying out of the park, the scoreboards exploding, the lights going off. You know, there's fireworks going off. It's an event. Yeah, you know, it's more of an event. That's what they people want. That's what the, you know. The, what Major League is trying to here, here's something I've said for the last decade. This ain't new. Name me one sport that's gone defensive minded. Let's you know. Listen, in football, you can't hurt that quarterback too much, and don't touch those receivers. You know, you're There's right. One. In hockey, they took away a line. Let's more action. Right. You know? And the goalie's equipment but, is much smaller, much smaller than it used well, to be. Again, 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 I defy you to tell me one sport that's gone defensive-minded. They're talking about lowering the mound. They're talking about moving the mound back. You know? Who, who is that going to hurt? It, it's the pitching. You know? Any, that's what's going on here. I, I, I'm not – I'm thinking – they're not trying to fool me here. 
it, it's for offensive, getting more offenses generated, more people scoring, more people running around the bases, and again, the fireworks scoreboard, blah, 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 blah. See, but they do all that, Coop. Your job's going to be that much harder, which means you can go in and ask for a raise because you're making guys even better. I know you're not about the money or about the passion, but, I mean, that's just, just a little side part of it. Coop is worth more if the mound's lowered and you've got to throw from further back and making White Sox pitcher successful. What do you think? Well, well listen, uh, I've taught something for a long time. This would have to come in and make me alter something, you know, and, and, but I, I would do it. But, again, any rule change when it's official, that's when I'll deal with it. That's when I'll deal with it. Because right now it's all speculation. You know, and to a large degree it's what you get everywhere, a lot of fake news, man. Coop, you know, the uh, your job did get – by the way, I think like 20 of the last 25 rule changes have been for the hitter's favor. Um, Coop, your job is going to be a little bit easier this year. You got some nice help from Rick Hahn uh, on the back end of your bullpen – the guy they call Horse uh, was on Tampa and Seattle last year. Alex Coleman, great job as a setup guy. How excited are you to open up these new presents when spring training comes well, to town? Uh, you know, listen, uh, it, this is not new. Every year there's changes, there's additions, you know, and people come, people go. That's just kind of the nature of it. Uh, what I've always said is the, the names may change, but the job doesn't change. What they've got to do to be successful doesn't change. So it's just different names, and I'm excited about it, though, because you mentioned Colome, I'll mention Herrera, I'll mention Nova. These are guys that we're banking on because we, they're, they're more veteran guys. You know, so we're banking on them. It's not going to be let's develop them. We will always look for ways to continue to improve whatever we're doing. If, you know, if you're not looking to get better at the art of pitching, at the, at the science of pitching, at the, at the profession of pitching, what are you doing? You always got to look to better, you know, because that's what it's about, and that's a, that's a process. So I'm excited about meeting them. You know, it's gonna be, I'll see them all on Wednesday, and we'll begin the process. We'll begin the, the journey of a 162-game season. You know, and you, you know, one other thing you just made me think about in relation to the rule changes, whatever you tell me, of all the rules that came down over the last 25 years, I think you said, was, you know, in some ways deterring the pitching. You know what I mean? But I, here's another thing I'll say. Name me the good pitching parks in America. You know, so it's all, it, 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 there's no foul territory. The, hell, if I stood at home plate, I might be able to throw it out down the left field line or right field line. You know? <laughs> so, you know, and these are big, these are big these grown men out there playing. So it, that, too, you know, is, is kind of interesting uh, that the parks are now – there's more offensive parks than there are, there are pitching parks by far. No question. No question about it. Don Cooper, White Sox pitching coach with us here, 720 WGN. Coop, let's just ask you about a couple of your players before we get a – Get on out of here. So let's start with Lucas Giolito. What will be your message to Lucas coming in after what he called a roller coaster year last year? And he's talked about focusing on being more consistent this year. Uh, how will you approach the early part of spring training with Lucas? You know, he knows the message already. We've been talking about it, but he'll continue to get that message until either he gets it or he doesn't. Um, I believe it in him. Uh, you listen, a lot of his injuries or problems were self-inflicted um, by losing the count, getting in hitting counts, and or walks. So though it's pretty simple. I'm going to make it simple. 
he needs to throw more strikes with all of his pitches. He needs to cut down on the walks. Because if you look at the batting average righties have against them and lefties have, have against them, they're, they're not bad at all. You know, the numbers, the physical numbers. But that combined with walks. I mean, listen, I, I'm pretty simple. You know, I, 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 I'm trying to make it simple. It, it, the thing you, as a pitcher you're trying to do is not give up any runs. But then the question is, well, what makes up runs? And that's hits and walks, you know. So we've got to attack those two columns. Uh, and that would be to a large degree with Lopez as well. Um, now, it's interesting with Nova, he's been around longer. He's, you know, he's had more experience and more time to improve. And the, the two guys, the two, you know, Gio and Lopez, they just completed their first year. So, again, process. But I think Nova's given up too many hits. So we're going to look to see what we can do to help him versus left-handed hitters because they, they've done better against him than I think they should. Um, and, and that would go, those are three, Rodon. Same thing with Rodon. You know, Rodon, when he's good, and he's, we've seen him very good. We've seen him be trying to get on the path, and, and be on the path rather, but getting derailed from time to time of being one of the top lefties, you know. And that's even with last year. He was coming back from surgery. It was rehab from surgery. So that in itself was a major accomplishment for him. To coming back and competing at the major league level, you know what I mean? No doubt. That's, that's hey, not easy. Uh, Coop, uh, both Carm and I have a special place in our heart for Carson Fulmer. Do you have an open mind towards Carson Fulmer? Does he get a legitimate always. shot? Always. Always have an open mind. Always. You know, Carson's a wonderful kid. You know, a, a competitor wants to be as good as he can be. Works his ass off. He just hadn't had the success yet. But let me address that. He, you know, John Garlow was a kid. We had him at 20 years old, and everybody wanted him to, out of town. He was a highly talented kid, first round pick from the Cubs. We traded for him. We got him, and he's up in the big leagues at 20 years old. The youngest guy in the major leagues. And he had some real nice nights, and he had some nights that just didn't work out, you know. And everybody wanted him out of town. But we kept our patience. We kept our belief. He kept working and doing all the stuff. And then two years later, he's a main cog in a rotation that helps us win a world championship. So that in itself has taught me, no, you don't ever give up. You don't ever. I, I'm always believing. Listen, I wake up in the morning believing you know, that it's going to be a great day. And if something comes my way, you know what? I'll deal with it. But I don't wake up, like, thinking negative. So getting back to Carson, Carson's – and here's another thing. Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, and Nolan Ryan, they're Hall of Famers, right? Hall of Fame guys. That their first few years in the big leagues, and and Roy Halladay is the same way. Their first few years in the big leagues didn't go well at all. And for Roy Halladay, it went horribly. And then, obviously, there was patience given. And, you know, you had to give, you got to give guys patience. The exceptions to the rule is when they come up to the big leagues, they kick butt, they win 15 to 20, strike out to it. That's the exception to the rule. Most people go through, you know, a, a growing process or some bumps and bruises. John Garland had some, you know, great games for us, and he also had some lemons. And Carson's the same way. You, you know, my point is, 
you got to have patience. You know, in Chicago, the fans are very apt to get rid of them. You know, get rid of them. You know, and I've seen that in many different cases over the years, not only with pitchers. But from our perspective, the White Sox perspective, we still believe in Carson Fulmer. It just hasn't happened yet. And he's going to get more opportunities. You know, he's going to get more. I mean, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's like we're talking about with the young guys. Now, Chialino, Lopez, Prize, you know, Hamilton, uh, Frere. These are all guys that look at look at Chase Fry's last month in the big leagues in seventeen. He got his head handed to him, you know. But he saw it, knew what it was about, went through the experience, and he came back last year. And check out what he did because he he he. I was very proud of him. He was great, you know, of, of what he did. So again, patience. Coop, and you can't write a guy off <laughs> if he has a bad right. year or a bad month or a bad two months. You just can't. Coop, you are ready. You just got, I think, all of Chicago ready. I, what This is what, your 31st year with the club overall? I, I don't, you know what? I'm not, I, I'll say this. I've spent more than half my life yeah. in, profes- in professional baseball. And I spent more than half my life with the Chicago White Sox. And when are you going to commit so to the know, team? You know, you know where my uh, where my heart lies, right? That, right, 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 right. Can't wait to see you down in Glendale, Coop. You're awesome. And uh, I had 17 more questions for you, so we'll do it another time. I, I just had a John Garland. We'll see, it's National Pizza Day. We'll send you free pizza if you can give me John Garland's two different White Sox jersey numbers. I know one. I know one. I, I don't know the other. Was it? Was the other? Above, ask me this. Was one above 50? Yes. All right. I know the one he won a world championship with. What I've was... got a beautiful a beautiful <laughs> poster of all of the five starters in my living room in Chicago. I'm sitting in New York right now, and I, I live in Nashville. I'm here visiting my mother. And I was just thinking I'd like to have that picture that I talked about with the five starters in the, my house here in New York. And I know the number he was wearing. I also know Burley's number. I also know Freddie's number. Aww. And, I, I, yeah, I, I even know Contreras' number. I couldn't tell you El Duque's, but I, 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 I make a good guess. El Duque was 26? Yes, sir. 52 for Contreras. I'm not going to give away Garland's 56 for Burley and 34 for Freddie. Coop, Coop you're Fred, awesome. Fred, you know, I'll always remember Freddie because – he wanted. I was number thirty-four, and he wanted it, and I gave it to him. And when I got home at the end of the season, there was a, a beautiful plasma TV waiting for me. <laughs> oh, that's a guy who knows what he's doing. Hey, Coop, we gotta we gotta hit the break. You're the best. We'll see you at spring training. See ya, Don Cooper, White Sox pitching coach. We're a little bit behind. Hey, wait, you're breaking news. We're going to spring training. Well, I don't know if you're going. I'm going. You're welcome to come. Todd, Dave, what you're, up? You're welcome to come. 720 WGN. Our interview with White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper was sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Coop's 63 years young, Harry. Yeah. He wakes up with a positive attitude every day. Let that be a lesson for all of us. I was I was inspired by Coop right there. And, uh, hey, a reminder, 2019 premium seating is available for full or partial season ticket packages. Each area is unique and allows you to enjoy high-end amenities 
and the best view in the ballpark. Call 312-674-1000 for information. Let's get to checking news, and then we'll start Carmen, Harry, and the Beat coming up after 5, 720 WGN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 